The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. If your organisation, school or sporting club was impacted by the bushfires, you can apply for a bushfire recovery grant by visiting combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 27th of May. In your squeeze today, the battle for jobs in Australia begins. Hong Kong's chief executive backs China's new national security law. Human trials for a COVID-19 vaccine kick off here in Australia. And a Taylor Swift revenge plan. This is your squeeze today. Prime Minister Scott Morrison addressed the National Press Club yesterday, outlining the sort of focus needed to win the battle for jobs as we make our way out of the once-in-a-century economic downturn caused by the coronavirus pandemic. He outlined two big priorities, sorting out vocational education and training skills and improving industrial relations. This is part of a new, what he's calling, job maker program. And as you say, with jobs really disappearing en masse in the last couple of months, a big certified effort is going to have to be made to get things back on track. He talked about a really unswerving focus on that as the thing that needs to underpin rebuilding our economy. The industrial relations overhaul especially is going to require a lot of cooperation between the government and the unions. Prime Minister Morrison says our industrial relations uh, settings are no longer fit for purpose. It's been an issue that has dogged coalition governments in the past, but he says that there really is an opportunity to press the reset button here and that we really need to do it if we're going to get our economy working again. And as you say, working with the unions is really critical to making progress on that front. So as a gesture of goodwill, the Morrison government's going to shelve its union-busting intent bill that's a really big step for them. Sally McManus who's the secretary of the Australian Council of Trade Unions says that she's willing to talk and throughout this whole time she's been talking quite a bit to the Industrial Relations Minister Christian Porter which was quite unprecedented at the time too so it seems that it only takes a global pandemic for (laughs) people to get in a room and talk to each other amazing or not get in a room as it happens with social distancing. (laughs) Video calls forever maybe that was the key all along. (laughs) That's right. Let's go through a couple of coronavirus updates now. Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy has said that our flattening of the curve avoided at least 14,000 deaths. He really said that we're in a strong position now to relax those social distancing measures and other things and we can do that with some degree of caution which is incredibly successful of us to do. Also in terms of COVID-19 and Australia, we're about to kick off with the first human trials of a vaccine here. 131 adults are taking part and the company expect to have some results to share by July. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization has halted testing of the malaria drug hydrocloxychloroquine as a possible treatment for coronavirus because of safety fears. In terms of where the world is at with the pandemic as a whole, though, Claire, the World Health Organization is saying we're not yet at the stage of talking about second waves of infection. We're still at the point of a second peak coming in this first wave. That's their big concern that we're not even through this first wave. And the World Health Organization has said that we really do need to get through this part and not release those restrictions to a point where there's that next peak, which could have devastating consequences. 
Hong Kong's chief executive Carrie Lam has spoken out in public for the first time in support of the new security laws being proposed by China. She's saying it won't affect the majority of Hong Kongers. She is backed by Beijing, of course, so it's not too surprising that she's come out in support of this controversial new security law. She's trying to quell fears about the bill, saying that only a handful of people will be targeted in this crackdown on what the Chinese government is calling terrorism or subversion. Uh, She says that most people will be fine because they're law-abiding citizens, but of course there are plenty of people not just in Hong Kong but internationally who are concerned about China's reach in to take away some Hong Kongers' rights. China's National People's Congress is expected to agree on the proposal tomorrow. We've got a few quick updates on some big legal cases, Claire. First up, in news this morning, former school principal Malka Leifa will be extradited back to Australia from Israel to face child sex charges. It's been a couple of years that her alleged victims have been waiting for that decision. She has ducked those extradition hearings uh, claiming mental illness. The court, though, has found overnight that she is mentally fit and that she's able to return to Australia to face those charges. And there will be a federal inquiry into the death of Adelaide woman Anne-Marie Smith, who suffered from cerebral palsy. It's alleged the 54-year-old died after she'd been left in a chair for a year by her NDIS-appointed carer. And finally, Claire, there are more than 20 Australian publications as well as 19 journalists accused of breaking suppression orders relating to the trial of Cardinal George Pell on historic sex abuse charges. It's looking like they will be all heading to trial. You'll remember at the end of 2018, there was a flurry of activity uh, when George Pell, as we then found out, had been found guilty by the court in Victoria. But that decision was suppressed as he was going into a new case. That case never eventuated and early in 2019 the decision was released. But in the meantime, there were a bunch of uh, outlets and journos who had referred to the decision. Uh, That is something that will continue to get attention because there are plenty of people saying that it suppresses press freedom. Before we get to a bit more news, a message now from our podcast partner, Australian Mushrooms. They have a ton of great recipes on their website, as well as tips to make any meal much tastier and healthier. We've been looking for something comforting and nutritious as the cooler weather sets in, and celebrity chef Miguel's ricotta and mushroom upside down cannelloni is just the ticket. It's mushroomy, it's tomatoey, it's cheesy, it's pretty much a rock star meal. You'll find that recipe at australianmushrooms.com.au forward slash recipe, but I'll put that link into your episode notes as well. Stanley Ho, also known as the Casino King of Macau, has died aged 98. During his life, the multi-billionaire was the man responsible for turning Macau into the world's most lucrative gambling destination. It took that title from Las Vegas way back in 2006. At its peak, the Ho family had a monopoly on casinos in Macau and, as you say, it really is a mecca of gambling uh, with a lot of Chinese and plenty of people internationally heading to the destination to put their hard-earned over his tables. He wasn't able, though, to have a role in the Crown Resorts development in Sydney at Barangaroo because the New South Wales regulator was concerned about alleged links to organised crime and those concerns 
concerns have hung over the Ho family like a cloud, but he had a very big life. He was a philanthropist and keen ballroom dancer, and he also fathered 17 children. Four wives, 17 kids, and a multi-billion dollar casino empire. That's a lot of inheritance to sort through. You can read more about Stanley Ho's life in the Squiz Today email. Wrapping up now, this is one for the pop culture sleuths out there. Keen Taylor Swift fans have noted her support for a cover of Look What You Made Me Do, featuring on the popular TV show Killing Eve. The cover's by an unknown band, but the theory is she's involved. Her brother is the singer. But because it's a cover, it means no royalties for the use of the song will go to Scooter Braun, who owns the royalties to her early records. That's a lot of pop culture moments all wrapped up into one. Hashtag it's complicated. (laughs) Yep. It's a complete Taylor Swift revenge track situation. Head to the Squiz Today email if you want to get across that one. What have you got for us in terms of a subject line and a song lyric today? Look, I've gone for the Frank Sinatra version of Luck Be A Lady Tonight. Of course, um, that goes to gaming and casinos and Stanley Ho, but I would have thought that for Scott Morrison and the government to pull off a new accord with Australia's Mm. unions, that there'll be a bit of luck required there too. (laughs) Yeah, good bit of Frank Sinatra to kick off your hump day. That's all from us. Have a good Wednesday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN. VPN.com forward slash squiz today. Are you?